Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so you have access to new content as soon as it comes out. And don't forget to share it so you can be a part of that ripple effect of Go Be Love. And if you're someone who's struggling with the Go Be Love concept, if you're someone sitting at home hurting, think you'd benefit from some coaching, or if you're an organization that's just looking to add chaplains into your workforce, go to gobeloveinc.com and schedule a free 15-minute session with me now. everybody thank you for tuning back in to go be love this week we have a good friend of ours ashley in the studio hi ashley how are you i'm great thank you so much for having awesome. me awesome thank you so much for being here so we talked a little bit before we started and, and there's so many different aspects of your story and your journey over the last year that i really want to dive into but um i think it's important we just start at the beginning so why don't you kind of introduce kind of who you are a little bit and where you were uh, in the beginning days, right before the pandemic started? To start off with, earlier in life, I had struggled with addiction. And I got sober, and my kids moved back home with me. Um, I had been sober for three years at the beginning of the pandemic. And um, we fell into a situation where I became homeless. And my kids went to stay with their dad for the time until... I could get a place to live. I had all of our things in a storage at that point. Life just seemed crazy, chaotic, and I felt like um, if I could just get that aspect of life under control and get it organized, then we could get a fresh foot forward and, you know, have a little less chaos. So um, <clears throat> I seen, because we had went to school together, I had I seen the Facebook page Surviving and Thriving in Indiana, I followed it from the beginning uh, to see what it was about, and I, I decided I'd post on there and see if anybody needed or anybody had any storage totes so I could organize my storage with mine and the kids' stuff, and it would be easier to get things in and out of. A woman on there commented on my post and asked me to meet her so she could uh, help me get some totes. Uh, I was just really at a low point. You know, and the fact that she didn't she didn't have anything negative to say. She didn't ask me why I was in the situation that I was in. She just said, meet me here and we'll get you taken care of. And so I met her and uh, she offered to help me with even more than just the totes. Um, it's hard for somebody to take help sometimes. And I felt like just the totes themselves were just so big, you know, to be getting that help from a total stranger. And so uh, when we went to leave the store, she walked out with me, and she seen that I had a flat tire. She said, well, let's take care of this too. And she walked back into the store, and she bought me a can of Fix-A-Flat, and I got it, you know, back to where my car was drivable. And... You know, it, it just meant so much that she's seen that I had another need that I didn't even know that I needed until we came out. And instead of just leaving me there after she had already helped with the need that I asked for help with, she just helped me more. And, you know, having someone care at that moment when it was really one of the darkest times in my life. Yeah. And she didn't even know me. And she helped me. And she actually hit me up later just, hey, how are you doing? I've seen that you 
posted here to help other people with things since. And I just want you to know I care about you and I've thought of you. And having somebody tell you that a lot of times is is a huge help in itself. Just Yeah. yeah. Those little moments, right, that just get you through. So I want to go back a little bit to the beginning because I think it's just so powerful where you started, you know. I, the pandemic for all of us across the board was scary and uh, confusing and just it, no matter how well we thought we had it, it was a real realization to all of us just how, how delicate really our lives were. But um, you started in a completely different place. You started, you were homeless during the beginning. Yeah. Um, so just what was it like to like be in the situation you were in and then start seeing like the Facebook posts about the pandemic and all of the like there's the confusion in the beginning days where you didn't know what was true or what was going to happen. It was really scary because uh, I'm an at risk health person anyways. I have diabetes and some autoimmune disorders and thinking about some people getting so sick and so quickly and it's like if you have underlying conditions underlying conditions and here I didn't I didn't even know where I was going to lay my head at besides in my car you know so it was really scary because you think okay if I go stay at a hotel there you're around a lot of other where other people frequent so that's that's scary and you know thinking about what where am I going to make a meal? Am I going to have food to eat or food to make? Am I going to just freeze to death in my car? Am I going to, you know, and I felt very alone. I had to, uh, I had to send my kids after fighting so hard to get them back to stay with their dad until I got a, you know, a place to be. Uh, It felt very alone. Yeah. And then, and and then you found the group. So yeah. I know, um, just from our conversations and knowing you a little bit, that uh, like me, it's really hard to ask for help, right? And what, what about the group or what about this was different than the other like Facebook sites that you were on that made you like feel comfortable? Um, the fact that the admins of the group, period, they do not tolerate negativity at all. Like it's. You know, this is a place for people to come for, to ask for their needs. You know, it's, and you, if you have it, you can help them. If you don't have it, then you go on to help other people that you can, or you let it alone. And, you know, if it's noticed that somebody is leaning towards negativity or, or something like that, then it's, it's shut down really quickly. And, you know, it, the hardest part of asking for help is pride, you know, and when someone shames you after it, it feels like it takes so much guts to even ask for help with some of the smallest things, then if you get shamed, it's like, well, I'm surely not going to ask for something big that I need help with because I was shamed for, you know, asking for something small, but this group is completely different because negativity is not accepted and the message is love and it's you know if you can't help the person with materialistically what they need or financially or with a service then you can pray for them or you just tell you know you can just care or try to help them seek what they need from other resources or you know sometimes it's just 
letting someone know where resources are. Yeah. Just you know. Yeah. And, that, and that's a big part of what I appreciate about what you did in the group was you were always active on the page. And so even in like the beginning times where you were struggling more than, more than the average and didn't have a lot to give, you were really active in connecting people. And um, that's just some, something that I, of you that inspires me is just those little bitty acts that we can all do and that um, just that encouragement that you can at least be a part of the group. And it, like you said, you can at least pray, you can at least encourage. And that was, that was a really, really cool kind of thing. And after we went to high school and lost contact to kind of re get to know you through the, the concept of go be love was just really cool. Um, I agree. And also awesome part of your story. And, and I'm really happy that your situation and your living situation is different than yeah. when we started. Right. So yes. um, today you're, you're we a little bit. home and we're uh, healthy for the most part, you know, and we all have beds to sleep in at night. We all have clothes on our backs, food on our table, heat, water, a toilet, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like situations can change so fast for the good or for the worse. And I am so grateful for the help that I did receive because, you know, talking about before I talked about, I was at the lowest point in my life. And a lot of times when people get so low, they get suicide ideations. And I feel like knowing that even a stranger could care, it helped me not to go down that path because I felt worthy of getting love or getting help or being better or doing better. And just feeling worthy of that is such a big thing and that your group does that for so many people is just amazing and I couldn't I couldn't pass up being part of something like that because the world needs more of it they need more caring and concern and compassion for people you know and it really your situation can change I didn't expect when I became homeless You know, the day before that, I didn't know the next day that I was going to be on the street. It was a it was a shock. And then, you know, my kids were there and it was I I felt like, do I want to be selfish? I can't be selfish and drag them through this with me. So I sent them to with their dad and I knew they were okay, But I felt more lonely. You know what I mean? So it was. Oh, it was rough, but yeah, we we're doing much better. And I think it's it's just having that little bit of light there was like, if I can see that little light there, then there's got to be a big light somewhere. That's beautiful. I love that. Oh, man, that should be a T-shirt. Um, and one of the beautiful things about, I think, a lot of people in the group, and, you, and you're one of the key examples of that, is that you you started off in a place where you needed something. Life got better. You you kind of you you got a place to live, and you got your kids back, and life started looking better. And then, um, what's so easy for all of us to do is to get to that point where, like, okay, we've we're good now, and so we just move on, right? And um, and we consider ourselves blessed to be there, and then we move on. But you um, came back to the group, and then you actively just helped. So, what was it like? to be like in both of those positions and was it like what was it like to help after you had been served was fulfilling 
fulfilling. It felt like paying it forward, even though it was helping with something different. It was just paying it forward, you know. And a lot of times I feel like like I've been on there and I offered a, a coupon for baby formula. And, you know, there there's like what if there's a mom there that is just this close to being able to get that baby formula? And if they had this $7 off coupon, then they would be able to get it for themselves instead of saying, hey, can somebody buy me formula? You know what I mean? It's just the maybe you just need a little bit. Maybe you're almost there. And it's, you know, so for me, what I was giving to help the person, a person, it seemed so small for me to give, but when they received, they felt like it was so big. So that felt so good that I could, because I know what it felt like to get that, you know, and to the woman that helped me, she felt like it was so small, but to me it was so huge. So being able to flip that and be huge for somebody like, it feels so good to be needed and to be appreciated, even if it's just something small like that. You know, it just, people need to feel needed. Yeah, so vital for us. So a part of this group is just asking for anything that you need, right? And those little things, like you said, storage totes or coupons or those random things, Um and for you, we had, you and I kind of had a, a pretty unique moment because of this group. So if yeah. you're okay talking about that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This will be a little hard for me to get through because I'm a pretty emotional person. But my best friend of 23 years was killed in a motorcycle accident. Um, which obviously was unexpected, you know. And... um. Thought we had somebody to do her funeral services, and the night before, they backed out. And um, the pastor that I knew was you, <laughs> Pastor Jay. And so I reached out through the uh, Surviving and Thriving in Indiana, and I said, Hey, Pastor Jay, this is really short notice. My best friend of 23 years was killed in a motorcycle accident. And we don't have anybody to do her service. So I had written a eulogy for her myself, which was one of the hardest things I think I've ever had to do. And you got a hold of me, back a hold of me within the hour, and you said, I, I will be there. And he performed her service, and he gifted it to her family free of charge, which was amazing because... She had five children that, you know, have just now lost their mother, a mother that just lost her daughter, siblings that lost their sister, me that lost my best friend. And, you know, with the pandemic, money is scarce. So you did an amazing job. You know, nobody at her service could tell that it was, so last minute, you you really did an amazing amazing job on that, and um, knowing, you know, I couldn't sleep because I just. She was such a kind, caring, giving person. She would give you the shirt off her back, 
if it made your life better. And I couldn't go without her having a good service because she deserved that. You know, she was such a light for so many people through all of her own struggles. And she just, she really deserved that. And, you know, you, you showed up and you did it and even donated the services. And I, you know, I still can't thank you enough for that. I really, I, I brought it up because I really want to give you an opportunity just to talk about chastity a little bit because one of the things um, for me about that, was I, I showed up a little bit early and I just kind of walked around and I talked to her friends and, and a little bit of her family. You know, it was a pretty delicate situation, but um, because I wanted to kind of get to know her a little bit before I delivered this and um, and every single person said over and over, and it was it's just one of those moments where I believe so strongly that God knows exactly what he's doing and all of our paths are intertwined and everything happens at the exact reason and the, and the exact moment that it's supposed to. But it was literally every single person story was an example of this this woman being love of just these little moments of I needed a place to stay one night or she yeah. literally gave me the shirt off her back that that was a story that I heard yeah. um and it was like so surreal to me because we're in this group he reached out to this group the whole point of it's go be love and then when I get there I just hear these awesome stories of go be love yeah. and um and I know that she means a lot to you and so since we're here I want I want to be able to give you that opportunity to just talk about her for a second and um and honor her in that way if you if you feel comfortable doing that. I do. Um she really she was a funny funny woman. She just had a smile on her face all the time. All the time. And uh, you know, she never said you'll figure it out. It was always we will figure it out. She was a a great mother. One of the things that that stuck with me that her daughter told me before she passed away, when we were just hanging out one time, she's, her daughter told me, you know what I love about my mom? She teaches me real-world things that other people won't teach you, like having compassion for people and uh, feeling heartfelt feelings for people's situations. And I know one of the times in particular that Chastity really helped somebody, I had um, actually this man had posted on Facebook that he was having a baby shower for his wife and that neither of their families were coming and no friends. And he really wanted to make it a good day for his wife. They didn't have much. And so um, it was all the way down in Cloverdale, which for me, I live in Indianapolis. So that's quite the uh, drive. So I went down there and um, I called her and I said, hey, this is this is what's happening. These people posted on Facebook. They don't have anything for their baby. Nobody has showed up. She said, okay, let me get some things together and I'll be on my way. So about, it, it, Chassie was never on time for anything. She was late. Um, even her funeral ran late because that was just Chastity. She was, she was just not going to be on time for anything. So when she finally gets there, um, she opens up her trunk and she has two cases of diapers, two cases of wipes, a swing, a bassinet, a car seat, a stroller, clothes, every single thing that you could possibly need to start with a baby. Plus, she brought to these people. Um, some of it she got donated from other people. Some of it she took her own money and bought. And, you know, she just, she didn't know them. I didn't know them. She just 
heard their need and came to do it. And that's, you know, that's just the kind of person she she really truly was. If she she knew you, she cared about you for life. You know, she just she was that. I really got that sense from her family and from her, the stories. And so I just I think it's cool that we could bring her up and talk about those moments so that her little actions of go be love can kind of still have a ripple effect today. You know, when this airs, people are going to hear that. And hopefully some of you can resonate with that. And just hopefully chastity can inspire you to get up and do something and, and be loved, too, like like she was in life. And, and she still can be today through you, Ashley. So and when I, chastity hears this in heaven. <laughs> It's a national podcast, Chastity. <laughs> Your name is national, just saying. <laughs> awesome. So I, I like to ask everybody, what just what to you Go Be Love means? If you can define that or if you can challenge, or if, you know, if you, you have a moment here to just, what do you want to say to people about the movement and the lifestyle of Go Be Love? It, to me, Go Be Love is about giving and and not judging. It's it's I'm going to offer you my shoulder to cry on. I'm going to offer you a hand up, a leg up. You know, if if you can help somebody, then do that. Why not help? Why hinder? Just just help because the smallest things are so big sometimes that you just you don't even realize it. Just, you know, like we talked about, a coupon, a, a pair of socks, you know, uh, just a hey, it's it's going to be okay, or hey, I'll pray for you. It's just, you know, shining a light on the good because that's what love is, you know. It, it's the good. It's the caring. It's the unity. It's the, you know, and the, the more people that get on the movement, then the more love there is, you know, and the more love there is, the less room there is for hate. The less room there is for judgment, the less room there is for negativity because it's it's all love, you know, and it just it's the littlest things can equal the biggest things when it comes to to love, you know, in any kind of relationship, whether it's friendship or, uh, you know, relationship or uh you know a cousin or or a stranger mm-hmm. you know it just it really is it's an opportunity just to just to give even if it's a, a service like you know like you're performing chastity's funeral service or uh you know a mechanic that has an extra time that can do a break job for somebody just to help get that uh you know single dad that's just trying to get to work for his kids going you know, because he can't do breaks himself or, you know, helping an elderly person get to their appointment and to the grocery store or just just any anything that you can give or do for any other person that maybe they couldn't just do it all the way by themselves. You know, sometimes it's not about doing it for them. It's about helping them do that, yeah. whatever. So awesome. So awesome. Man, I love your story and I just, I love your spirit. I really hope that all of you can kind of feel that energy through, uh, through this podcast. So I really appreciate you being here and I just want to challenge all of you to to really listen to everything Ashley said in her experience. And and I really want to highlight the the thing that really sticks out for me in her story is just that, um, 
is that that kindness and that the fact that we decided we are going to be kindness. And if you in your life decide that you're going to lead with kindness and patience and gentleness, that you're going to have these moments where people can be open with you, that can come to you, where you can really be full of service. And, and I believe that happiness and positivity is the only way in which we can respond to any of these uh, crazy times that we're in right now. So I really appreciate Ashley being here and I appreciate all of you listening. Be sure to subscribe, like, and follow and share this podcast so we can all continue the ripple effect of Go Be Loved.